Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Sends and Suffers podcast. Today, we're on episode three. I am super excited to introduce Taylor Truman. Her story is a little real real because I happen to be there when this happens. So yeah, I'm not going to really give anything away, but let's just say you can always bounce back from anything you can always, always bounce back. Little side note, uh, it has been a very fun experience getting to know the local DFW adventurous community, and I'm definitely having fun doing this. And for those of you who don't know what Sends and Suffers is, the whole point of it is just to have conversations with my community and hear about their adventures. I want to hear their Sends and their Suffers and whatever those adventures might be to them. So it doesn't matter whether it was emotional physical, spiritual, mental. If it's important to you, it's important to the rest of us. All right. Cool beans. Taylor, tell me about yourself. Where are you from? Where you've been? What are you doing nowadays? I work at uh, Wild Acre. It's a brewery downtown. Yep. Um, so I've been out of that. And on the side, I also did dog walking. But since everyone is at home, yeah. no one needs their dog walked. <laughs> yeah, well, I can see that. That definitely makes it a little difficult. They're walking their own pet now. I guess being more responsible, at least. What are you doing nowadays? Uh, currently, I'm out in the middle of nowhere, uh, trying to ride everything out. Um, staying quarantined, not being irresponsible and that jazz. Even though I miss climbing, there's plenty of things I can do around the house to keep my gains while still trying to have fun. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going through the same struggle that everybody is. Everybody's swallowed the pill that rock climbing is gone for quite a while. It was a hard one, but we're done. So we moved <laughs> on from that one. And I think, yeah, definitely now it's all about just being creative and trying to either gain in one area and hopefully maintain in another and uh yeah not drive yourself and all your local community batty in between yeah that's what i've been finding the biggest difficulty with but um thanks to all the wonderful coaches at summit offering those live classes and everything else that's a great way to keep everyone kind of motivated and a little less stir crazy in my personal opinion now you say you're out in the middle of nowhere. Are you not in D- uh, DFW proper? Nope. I am out in San Angelo. Oh, you are far away. Yes. Wow. And you trek all the way to, to Dallas to rock climb on a regular basis? Oh, no, 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 no. I actually live in Fort Worth. Um, I live about five minutes away from the Fort Worth location. So that's basically my second home. But now, since I am out of work, since I have nothing else to do, I'm actually at um, another fellow employee of Summit, Jatan's house. Oh, nice. Parents' house, because uh, they have lots of things that need extra hands on the property and in her dad's shop. And so I figured I'd be more help out here than I would be doing nothing in my own room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Well, that's uh, that's a smart way to do it. That's actually a good way to pass the time, at least having having some form of responsibility and not trying to make up whatever responsibility you can for yourself. No. Exactly. All right. All right. So you said you worked at a brewery for, or how long have you worked at the brewery? Ooh. Well, Baker, I've worked there since uh, October. Nice. It's a cool little brewery. It's about three and a half years old. 
Um, it's right next to a distillery as well. So ooh, ooh. if what's the name of the distillery? Not your forte, Texas Silver Star. I think I've seen those bottles before. Oh yeah, they have an amazing honey whiskey. Oh, I'm, I'm a sucker for it. I was about to say anything, anything that begins with a W, I'm into it. So I'm down. Same here. Yeah. Same here. But important question here: How do you drink your whiskey? I like my whiskey like I like women. All natural, straight up, no ice, no nothing. Pour it in the glass and give it to me. We're done. That's okay. I we can continue this discussion now. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So now, are you brewing, bartend, uh, bartending, managing? Like, what do you do there? I'm the tapper manager. Um, nothing fancy goes into that except making sure that all work is done correctly and people are, you know, well taken care of. My staff is, you know, on point. Um, just got to keep that ship running smoothly. Okay. I would love to be on the brewing end and the sales end. So I'm going to see where I can't go with that. But I figure managing is the first foot in the door. Have you tried like home brewing or anything like that yet? No, not yet. I just kind of uh, watch all my brewing friends from afar. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> well, if you decide to dive into that world, you know, you need a professional taster. I'm not mm. the I'm better. My whiskey palette and my red wine palette is far better, but I'll, you know, I'll do my best. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Okay. So, uh, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I just turned 30 in January. Dirty 30 club. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I hear it's the new 20. And so far I feel like this, this may be it, you know, moment of truth. This is sends and suffers. So, what is your sen? What is your suffer? Did you only have one? Did you have both? But most importantly, tell your story. Um. Well, I've been climbing for just under three years now. Um. My friend got me into it. I was pretty reluctant to at first. Uh, in fact, they kidnapped me and they forced me into a Groupon deal at Dino Rock. Ooh, I worked there. Yeah, did you? Yeah, way back in the day. I used to coach the uh, Dynarox climbing team back there, way back in the day. That place has gone through a myriad of coaches, but I sat there. Yeah, I heard there were still routes that I set years ago, still up. I doubt it by now, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say whether or not that their setting jobs were on point, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Fair enough. I digress anyway. Yeah, we'll leave that alone. um, I I was terrified of heights. I didn't want anything to do with being clipped into anything, being above like a certain level. But sure enough, as soon as I got on that bouldering wall, I reverted back to childhood. I was like five years old again, just mucking around on like everything I could find. And I was a swimmer for like a competitive swimmer for about 10 years. And I had never found anything that could keep my inter- like entertainment, like attention at all except climbing. After that one day I was hooked and I got a membership and I get, I went every single day after work until I was burnt out, my hands all sore and bloody. And like, I just could not get enough of it. So a question for you. Um, so being, so it's nice to know that you are a competitive athlete. Cause this makes sense. Cause I feel like anyone that was competitive, whether it be in a traditional sports or, you know, anything in in general, like if you have been a competitive person, I don't care if it's chess club, ballet, which ballet is real, uh, and, or a traditional sports, 
where do you draw the correlations? For me, it was track and field. You know, I love track and field because I got to play in a team, but I was in my own lane. I can say the exact same thing. Uh, I mean, I was on a swim team. Uh, I was in a few relays within my swim team. But for the most part, I swam distance. Uh, so my event in college was the mile. And so I was literally swimming for about 27 minutes, just nonstop by myself, like racing the clock and my lane counter. So I think what I like about it is I never really, I, I always push myself to reach a new, like a new level and a new like time with climbing. It's like, I'm pushing myself constantly to get to a new grade. If I can't do a technique correctly, I just hammer it into my head practice repetition like and that's all swimming is so whenever i feel like some people might get discouraged they try one or two times on a route and then move on if they can't really send i'm like over here beating my head against it until i can finally send so in the coaching world one of the things we say about rock climbing is rock climbing is a skill-based sport meaning like rock climbing you don't get better unless you're climbing swimming you don't get better i'm assuming unless you're in the water Exactly. Uh, but with that being said, like swimming is very technique driven. Um, you, there are certain ways that you move your body to get the like most potential out of it. And I feel like it's the same with climbing, like so, does, so many nuances. So does the technique that like one would use, like I have never competitive swim and, and I'm definitely being stereotypical here. I, I'm a terrible swimmer. I mean, I can like get from one point, like point A to point B, but if I have to go there more than a couple of times, you know, I need a floaty. But my question is, is to tall people, is there a difference between height and like someone who has a long ape index and ape index uh, for those of you who are listening, who don't know what an ape index, take your arms, spread them out wide. However long your arms are compared to your body length, head to toe, that's your basically your ape index. Yeah. Is there the same kind of difference? Sort of. Yes. Tall people will always have the advantage. Always. However. Why? Because they're tall. Huh, I don't, I don't even know. Uh, just because they do have that length, they do have that stretch. And in the end, if they have the power behind it, they can actually do something with it. Now, that's not to say that I haven't beat out more tall people just based off of just pure endurance. Like in the long run, it is about how you perform and just being aware of your body. So, okay. So do your friends still rock climb? Um, yes. Oh, yes. I always, I ask because I hear that story a lot. I have friends that drag me and then those people tell me that their friends don't rock climb anymore, but they still do. And so I'm always... Oh, no, uh, literally the, the people that I have, my friend that introduced me to climbing is still very avid and still very into it. Okay. I've only since met more people that are just about the same level of enthusiasm as I am about it. So that's been super cool. And where do you have any current climbing goals or anything? Obviously, after this COVID thing is over, do you have anything that you're trying to get to? Well, um, so I guess this kind of gets into um, my whole sense and suffer thing. I was pretty, I was getting pretty good at climbing. Uh, I was able to get up to V4s, V5s. And then I made a bonehead mistake and fell and broke some stuff. And 
this whole year has been spent trying to recover and trying to get back to the level that I was at. Now I finally got there. The COVID-19 thing came along. And honestly, my only goal out of this is to just maybe get past the point that I've been trying, like trying to get past and um, keep it there, get better. Um, I'm not really sure how I'm going to do that at this point, except continue with cardio and other things like that. But Can we back up a little bit, kind of paint a picture with words? So, you know, if you don't mind me just laying out the foundation of telling everybody. You may. I was actually at the gym when this happened. <laughs> Funny enough, that's how we met. And it was a very interesting moment. Um, <laughs> you know, this next statement is it is not a good thing in any way, shape or form, but it is a thing. If you've ever taken first responder courses or any kind of like wilderness medicine or anything like that, it, there's certain things that happen and you recognize. And I will never forget this. I was standing in the middle of the horseshoe. And I heard your body hit the floor. And that oh. that sound is a very oh. distinct sound. Like it's without getting too like morbid here, like asking someone who has a fear of being burned. And if you've ever smelled the, the smell of burning flesh or heard the sound of it, it's it's undeniable. That sound, I'll never forget. I heard it simply just closing my laptop, fervently walking around the corner. And the gentleman that was with you, I remember he was just in this moment of shock. He was looking up and looking down and looking up and he just couldn't fathom what happened. Like, oh, there's a scene. Uh, do you watch Trevor Noah? Yes. Okay. So there's a scene. I think it's in his book. If he talks about it. Yeah, it's in his book. But he talks about going into the bank. And, um, he literally was like, the lady's like, okay, I'm, he's like, Hey, I'm from South Africa. I'm here to, you know, open up my first bank account. And so the lady's filling out all the paperwork for them. And he's like, okay. And, uh, what is your ethnic background? And he's like, well, I'm half white and I'm half black. So I'm just, I'm going to go with white. Why not? Yeah, it's great today. And the lady was like, what, are you, excuse me, are you sure? Like does not compute. And I feel like he was having that moment. I just saw like error. Like if there was any bubbles around his head, it just said error. And granted, he was in shock. You know, I'm I'm yeah. I'm not trying to make light of him, but he was in legitimate shock. And that's a very weird situation to be in, especially if you didn't see it coming. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, and then I remember just walking up to you and introducing myself and saying, "Hi, my name's Mario." And uh, I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh so. My. Yeah. So the reason why I'm sure he was giving that like does not compute what just happened is because I'm so overly cautious about everything. Like I never approach anything without like triple and quadruple checking myself. But that moment. So what had happened was. Oh, what had uh, happened? What had happened was he was so stoked on this route that we just climbed uh, on one of the auto blades, I believe um, it was like a 511A, but it was so flowy, so fun. He sent it and I was like, you know, that's, that's something that's right up my alley. But of course, being the heckler that he was, it was like, you know what, whatever. I just kept talking crap and just kept chalking up. And I started climbing, got to the top. There was one move, like maybe in the middle that I just felt like was a little too heavy. Like, ooh, that, that didn't catch at all. Man, I'm tired. So I got to the top and then I pushed off. 
And as I was falling way too fast, I realized, oh, shit, I am not clipped in to this autoplay. I twisted really quickly to my left, made that last millisecond adjustment, and boom. The next thing I remember, the next thing I actually remember out of all of this is a bunch of people standing over me at that point. Uh, they just said that the ambulance was on their way. And I remember like freaking out a little bit, but at the same time asking everyone to kind of like come in closer, closer. And then I point up and I said, at least I sent it. I actually remember that. I, I flashed it. I remember that actually. Holy crap. Oh my God. That's what I realized too. At that moment, I was like, shit, this girl's for real. Oh my God. I forgot about that. That is hilarious. So, oh my gosh. So terrible. No, it was, it was great. So I walked up to you and I was just like, do you know what just happened? And you're like, yeah, I fell. And I was like, okay. Uh, and I was like, cool. Okay. So let's not move. And you were insistent on getting up. And I was like, no. No, that sounds like me. Yeah, it definitely was because <laughs> this is where we had. I think this is like your memory doesn't remember this, but in this moment we became friends. So, um, <laughs> but I remember you trying to get up, and you're like, you were telling me about your job and how you needed to work, and you had all these responsibilities <laughs> and all this stuff, and I was like, you just fell thirty feet. You're not going anywhere. You need to stay down. And everybody else started kind of crowding around, and I remember at that point just kind of dispersing like kind of asking people to back up right before i did you were just like i sent it <laughs> and i was at that moment i was just like all right that's legit i mean that me and i forget who the other staff member was working that day but we were both were like i mean that's legit and we even fist bumped about it after, long after you were gone and i was like that i mean that was solid oh but you were so insistent to the point where i was like literally thinking i was like i almost thought about threatening to sit on your chest to make you stay down it probably would have worked. No, I mean, well, trust me, once you squirmed a couple times and the knife shooting pain that you had, you eventually chose very quickly to agree with me. Yes. But um, yeah, and as I was being hauled away on the stretcher, I hear that, um, you know, they'll freeze my membership, but I didn't hear that in my head. All I heard was, you can't come back. So I was panicked and I was like, wait, I can't come back. They're like, no, after you're healed, you can come back and do yoga. You know what's the one thing I'm really happy to say about rock climbing is this is everyone I've known that has ever had a traumatic injury is back rock climbing immediately. And the rest of their family or the rest of the general public is like, this almost killed you. Why are you going back? I'm like, you just don't get it. Wouldn't understand. Mm. Oh, my mom was so angry because as soon as I got clear, or like I spent three days in the hospital uh, where I sustained from the fall. A broken tailbone, my left side of my uh, pelvis was fractured all the way around. Um, collarbone fracture, had a minor internal brain bleeding. What? And, Your yeah, brain bled? My brain bled. I guess a little bit of it hit, like, right here, hit the mat. For the most part, though, it was just, like, me rolling over. Like, but I couldn't move my arm. I had no mobility for, like, Yeah, I remember that thing was dislocated. Uh, so I actually the kind of so going back to that, you actually said something earlier that I found quite impressive. What in mid flight gave you the idea to rotate your body in the middle of the air? Like, like, was it did, was it you're like immediately decide I can't land this way? Like, what was the decision making that made you make whatever slight adjustments in that matrix slow moment? 
um, in that moment, I just pictured either me landing flat on my back and like breaking myself, like breaking everything. Or if I just turned, maybe just like fucking up one side, you know, like that's, that's the only thought process that went into that. Yeah. I didn't want my head to like hit first. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, you got to protect the grape. But yeah, no, that was just a, that was just a split decision second that like split. Well, you know what I'm saying. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I pick up what you're putting down. Had it been any shorter distance, I don't think I would have fallen any different. Like I just I wouldn't have made that adjustment. But since I was so high up. I just knew I had to do something different. And the doctors did say I was about an inch away from paralyzation or an inch away from about death. So there's that. That's cool. I like, uh, so I like you move. walking the line. <laughs> you know, that's what I do best. <laughs> so obviously that was, I'm assuming, the supper. Or was that it? That was the supper. Um, I got out of the hospital. Um, three days later, I was in a walker and a back brace for about a month. I graduated to a cane um, the second month. And the first day that I was home, I watched the Dawn Wall three times. Um, you and my are friend, officially a keeper. Tommy Caldwell. Oh, love you, man. Anyway. Um, so then at two months, I finally went to go get reevaluated. They said I was cleared okay. to go back to work, um, where I decided that I was going to go back to summit. If I could go back to work, I could go back to summit and I could get back to climbing. How did that go? I was very, very, very discouraged. Um, I had lost all progress. I didn't have any strength in my lower body. It was all in my upper body. You weren't gun shy at all getting back on the wall? A little bit, but more so I was, I was nervous about my falls because I already wasn't a very graceful faller at, at all. You can ask Adam. I, you can ask I mean, I think you did all right. Sure. Um, but no, I, I really give a lot of credit to my friends who had my back the entire way, who never once discouraged me from going out to climb again, but more so like were cognizant of me being the perfectionist and overworker that I am um, by saying like, Hey, don't be discouraged. Just take it easy. Go on this green route. Or when they saw me like getting tired, they're like, you know what? That's maybe enough for today. Like, let's, let's just go. There's always tomorrow, but without fail, they were always there to cheer me on. And that's, that's what kept me going. Okay. That's pretty rad. So now we are. And so where were you in that journey? Let's say a week before this, you know, the entire United States decided to shut down. Oh, man. Uh, we had, we were just getting our team together to do the, uh, the Summit Bouldering Series. Oh, uh, yeah. That would be fun. Oh, I was going to be. I was so amped. What was we your team name? Uh, the super soft boulder team, uh, from one of our favorite shows, Letter Kenny. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I, I do not know that show. I like the name, oh. but I'm going to have to watch the show now. You are going to have to watch it. And I know people will give me shit for this, but put subtitles on. It'll change the game 100% and you'll get so many good one-liners from oh, it. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you this now. I live on subtitles. Little known fact. I'm hard of hearing. So I always put subtitles I knew we were going to be best friends by the end of this. I just, I just knew it. I told you, we already were. You just don't remember it. That's true. That's true. And I still have yet to see the video. I don't know if it's still around. I would uh, email Summit. I would email Summit and ask very politely if you could ever see this. They are the ones. Um, I did. 
Kristen, Kristen, Krista, Christine, 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 sorry. Uh, (laughs) She did say that she couldn't send it to me liability reasons, which I totally understood uh, that I could come in at any time. And this was back in July when I asked. So I was saving it for my one year anniversary to see if they had it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, hopefully when the gyms reopen and if it's still there, we can do that. Uh, and then uh, it was. Gonna, be, I, I'm gonna let you know. I've seen it, and I'm not gonna give away any surprise. I will say this though: you do have some very, very, very vertical. Uh, what is it? Horizontal hops, and I think you will understand what I mean when you see that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, I'm gonna go ahead and throw that out there. I was impressed. No, not less. I literally climbed around the rope, and I was like, "How do you climb around the rope and not even realize it, Taylor?" You would be so surprised. PSA here: people do not realize how easily you just get in the zone. And I swear to God, it's because air conditioning and a roof over their head. But I have watched some of the most experienced climbers and unexperienced climbers walk up to a wall, casual conversation, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chalk up, blah, blah, blah. And they're like climbing. I'm like, um, uh, sir, excuse, sir, excuse me. You can come down. You can come down. And they're like, why? I'm like, oh, we just need to holler at you for a second. Let me just holler at you. Come on down. And then they like realize what's going down. And then all of a sudden they have this moment of panic and they freeze. And I'm like, um, yeah, yeah. No, no quick actions. No ninja. And, um, it happens all the time. But funny enough, when people are outside, people have this whole primal fear that kicks in. It's like, I'm outside. All of a sudden, you have people climbing like a 5'5", five, 5'4", five, five, easiest thing. You could be, pretty much walk up a set of stairs, and they are death gripping every hold. Every move is so intentional. And But they get inside, a little bit of air conditioning, a couple headphones. It's comfortable. Darwinism at its finest. Let's let them weed themselves out. That is not, I'm not saying don't die in gyms. Like, I'm going to go ahead and repeat that now. This is not me saying that this is okay. Follow the rules. Speak out. Do that thing. Clip in. Always. Ooh. Okay. But yeah, so that's my suffer. But my sense is that, you know, even though I got down there for a minute, I am still persisting. Um, my my goal before climbing was to compete or to do a half Ironman as well. And so now that I'm not climbing, I can set my sights back on that. You know, I think you told me this because you came up to me. Was it during the grand opening of Plano or was it at a no, con? It was 12 hour? Yes, you walked up to me in Plano and I was just like kind of uh, granted for those of you who have ever worked at a rock climbing gym you understand what i mean for those of you listening who have never worked at a rock climbing gym any major competition every employee is on autopilot the nicest thing you can do is just basically just either get out of their way or give them a high five and let them move on but i remember i heard your voice and i just like you were like mario and i like stop dead stop and i looked at you and i was like i know you for a reason i could not remember and i realized that was the first time i had seen you um, so, so that was March 25th is when I fell and I saw you at 12 hour in August. So that was like oh, only oh. like four months. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. It was I got not that long. certified recently and yeah, Congratulations. Like, we're just, just going to keep going. <laughs> so now talking about your send, you mentioned your friends and kind of encouraging you and pushing you along. 
Is there any one particular person or is it just kind of all of them in conglomerates? Um, I'd say that I absolutely would not be where I am had my friends not kind of like been the, been my encouragement. Um, I might've come back to it just later. Um, but they would always send me videos while I was recovering or they'd always like ask me like, what beta should I use for this? And I'd always just tell them and uh, my one friend, my my climbing partner who uh, got me into climbing in general, like he was over at my house, like showing me all these cool boulders that he took pictures of living vicariously through him or he FaceTime me and stuff like that. And just no, it was just really cool. Um, they reminded me why I loved climbing so much. The community, like just the just sure you can send some pretty impressive things by yourself while you're in a gym in the early morning a.m. practicing, by, by, you know by your lonesome but what is it if you don't have like your gaggle of friends like hooping and hollering whenever you finally send <laughs> that's true right? it's no just so no scary. i mean ascend is always better with someone else i agree i would say you know there are people who just kind of chase numbers and chase grades but at the end of the day enjoying the experience with someone and with your friends is the most important part one of the most important parts I'm not gonna lie like i want to the hard things are the fun things but Having a homie there makes it a a lot better. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. It's you can climb by yourself, but it's always better to have a climbing buddy or three or five or an entire gym. So did you get the uh, email from Summit today? Yes. What are your thoughts? Did me a sad, but I also understand where everyone is coming from. And I also understand that this can't last forever. That's true. So. You know, this too shall pass if we are all just diligent and doing our part. And that's all I can hope for. Fair enough. I'm about yeah. this close to building a woody and just like going nuts on that. Once the temperature gets warmer, I'm going to get back in the pool because, you know, I can't really go to my indoor pool right now because the gyms are closed. So, yeah, that makes sense. Well, Mademoiselle, <laughs> yes. um, my question to you is. Uh, is there any PSA, any kind of warning or any kind of thing like that, that you would shout out to people? Be aware of yourself, but also be aware of other people. Be aware of your surroundings. Like just, it could have happened to anyone. And this is just a very big sign that not all people are paying attention. You know, just, it goes back to the rules. If you see someone doing something stupid, don't be afraid to like contact one of the employees to have them. You know, like just just be cognizant. Yeah. People, people laugh at us about the speak out policy, but it's a real deal. It is a real deal. And I know that it seems lame sometimes, but it could really save someone uh, several thousand dollars in hospital bills and a little bit of a bruised ego, you know? All right. Fair enough. enough. You know, also don't give up. Just keep persisting. And, you know, if you want something bad enough, there's nothing that you can't do to get there. Oh yeah. All right. So where can people find you? My face, my Instagram profile is on public. So you can come find me at, at Texas toast one, two, nine. If you want to see some dope ass um, photography around Fort Worth and climbing stuff. I did not know you were a photographer. I am. That's one of my pastime hobbies. Oh, we'll chat later on. Yeah. Heck yeah. Peruse, peruse the, you know, profile now that we're friends right. officially. Boom. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, thank you for I'm coming. Lost. Boom. <laughs>